Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. This week we are joined by Aaron Norling, a grad student transfer on the women's basketball team. Norling had a ton of success on the court at her previous stop, a three-time all-conference player. But off the court, she was struggling with her mental health. She opens up about what she went through. We also find out about her life in a small town growing up, the first Division I win in St. Thomas women's basketball history, and just whose side is she on, Captain America or Iron Man? All that and more on this edition of Tommy Talks. So you grew up in uh, Loretto. It's a town of 650 people, right? That's pretty small, but you're only 30 miles from the Twin Cities. Was it a combination of like small town living yet the big cities right there? What was that like? Yeah, I would say I love the type of living that Loretto is. It's really small town, really uh, community centered. Uh, I spent a lot of time outside as a kid, really lived in the middle of what I would consider a cornfield and um, didn't have much to do. But then as I got older, the access to the cities and the different things to do were a huge bonus. I mean, I lived 20 minutes from anything I could possibly want. So Yeah, so when you got the driver's license, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have two older brothers, so I saw them go and be adventurous, and I was so jealous. Then finally I got to go do that. It was great. Did they come back with tales of the big city? And Oh, yeah, and I would say I learned from their mistakes, so I didn't make the same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's the way to do it. So growing up, uh, you played basketball and volleyball in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other sports? Growing, uh, growing up? up, I played like t-ball and softball, um, but then stopped playing softball. And I think it was seventh grade for basketball, but yeah, I loved t-ball growing up. It was like I was told by my teammates that I was their secret weapon because I was the only girl on the team. Nice. So that's my claim to fame. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you have a specific position that you like to play? Uh, in softball, I love playing center field, actually. Yeah. It's my favorite. Okay. Sure. I think they wrote a song about that once. Uh, <laughs> probably a song too old for you to know. Yeah, I yeah. don't know that song. <laughs> yeah. I, John Fogarty is his name. Uh, look it up sometime. Okay, It's old school. Uh, you did play basketball, volleyball in high school. How did you get into those sports? So two older brothers, of course. My oldest brother uh, played basketball growing up. So I've been in the gym for as long as I can remember, probably since I was like four watching him play. My dad was also a really big basketball player in high school, so he coached me growing up. And then volleyball, one of my really close cousins played in college, so I was attracted to it because of that, and that's how I got into those two. Yeah, so <laughs> did you play throughout your youth then with volleyball as well? Yeah, so I think I started basketball in fourth grade, and I started volleyball in like sixth grade. And so. well, you're 5'11", according to the program. Yep. Is that true? That is true. Okay. With, with shoes on, I'm 5'11". There you go. <laughs> uh, were you an outside hitter? Uh, middle hitter. Well, both. Outside and middle. In high school, I kind of switched between the two. Yeah. So. Did you ever want to play volleyball in college, or was it strictly basketball So, fun fact, I almost played both at St. Cloud State University. Okay. Um, but just decided it would be a little too much because of the overlap of the seasons. But, yeah, I love volleyball. is definitely my second love behind basketball, for sure. Was that a hard decision then to say, you know what, I'm just going to go play basketball at Wayne State? Um, I don't think so. I had, for as long as I can remember, my dream was to play college basketball. So knowing that I was fulfilling that dream was kind of surreal at the time. So I was just so grateful for the opportunity that I was really okay with setting volleyball down just because I knew for as long as I can remember, that's what I wanted to do. 
Yeah. Did you sign up for a volleyball class at Wayne State College for like the easy A? I did not. I really got along with the volleyball coach there, and uh, he always joked that if I wanted to play my fifth year of volleyball, I could do it there. So instead, you spent a, you used your fifth year to come to St. Thomas. Yes, I we'll did. talk a little bit about that. So with your three siblings, two older brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then is there was or is it just three of you total? No, two older brothers and then one younger sister. Okay. So mm-hmm. what is that like? Because they played sports. I yes. would imagine it's a little competitive. Oh, very competitive. We, I think we've gotten better as we've gotten older, but there would be actual fist fights in our house um, just because we get so mad at each other. And we're all really, we're all 22 months apart. So very close in age, yeah. um, very strong personalities and very competitive personalities. So that uh, turned bad fast at times, <laughs> definitely. Um, we still play board games and get mad at each other. Right. So, But it's also just makes it being so close in age. It's really fun. Um, now that we're older, we honestly prefer to do things together than like with friends or with other people just because we do get along so well and all of our interests are pretty aligned. Obviously, we like sports. So in the summers, we're playing sand volleyball. Um, spike ball is really big for us. All these different things that we just love to do together. So growing up, I look at my parents and I think that they were crazy <laughs> because they had four kids under the age of six and yes. we were all in at least two sports growing up. So I don't really know how they did that, but yeah. it was also really cool. My older brothers got to play on the football, same football team together, varsity football, and then my sister and I got to play varsity basketball together, which is super fun. I don't think very many people get that opportunity. Yeah, that is really cool. I will uh, let you in on a little bit of a secret. It's called babysitting. Mm-hmm. So that's an hour where they put you in sports where they didn't have to deal with you. Yeah, yeah. But then we live, so I went to Delano High School. We live like 15 minutes outside of Delano. And I'm like, Mom, how many trips did you make to Delano a day? Because in the summers, especially when you've got volleyball camp in the morning and then basketball camp at night and then... My brothers have football two days and all those things. I'm just like, when my my oldest brother got his license, I think my mom threw a party because then he could do he could do all the driving. <laughs> then he got he, he got to take over that. Uh, so Aaron Norling, when's the last time you tossed a uh, game board because you lost? See, I'm really competitive, but I'm not super emotional okay. when it comes to things. So if there's someone that's gonna do that, it would be my older brother. Yeah. Um. We get into arguments more so than I'm going to toss the game board. I might just walk away from the game, though, if it's making me mad. Okay. I'll just, not worth it. I'll walk away. Are you like the ultra rule follower, or do you like maybe zhuzh the rules every now and then when you need to? Ultra rule follower. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Monopoly? Did you play Monopoly? Um, We did play Monopoly, but now have you heard of Catan? I've heard of it. I've never played it. Yeah, so a very strategic game, um, which my brother really likes, but then if someone makes the wrong move in his eyes, it's the just not good yeah so but that's what we're into more now and that's very much rule following and what you can do with certain things so <laughs> you, you mentioned that you guys are all close now mm-hmm. was it because um, i know with my sister I, and i don't know if i ever admitted this to her but i'm going to now that um i did not like her very much in high school but th- once we got older and I got to college and got away from each other, that's when our relationship really grew. Was it similar for yeah, you? Yeah, I would say that's exactly what happened. So my younger sister and I are the complete opposite personalities. Um, so we never got along growing up. It was like screaming fights. My parents would leave the house and be like, do not call us fighting. And five <laughs> minutes later, we'd call them and one of us was crying for sure. Um, my older brother and I, same thing. We um, have very similar personalities, so we actually butt heads because of that. Right. And so when my oldest went off to college, then my other brother and I were like, well, we don't have anyone else to talk to, so we might as well become friends. And then once my second brother left, that's when my sister and I got close. So same thing. It was kind of like once the older ones left, you only had one sibling left, so that's who you became close to. And then you just really value, I think, 
your family coming back together once they've been gone you don't really realize like how special it is to have a close family so once they came back we just really value that more 100 percent. what's your youngest sister doing now so she is a junior at the university of minnesota okay. and she's majoring in english nice so she'll graduate uh next december actually do you have to do you feel like you have to speak correctly in front of her or else she's going to correct you or like if you write her an email she's judging how you wrote it Probably, but I also, like, if I'm writing a paper, she can correct it for me. So that's, I more so would say that I use her abilities rather than feel like I'm being overcorrected. See, that's, I think, the difference psychologically between you and me. There's (laughs) something in there. Okay, so take us through your journey of going from Wayne State College in Nebraska to the University of St. Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously four years in small town Nebraska. Um very different lifestyle, I would Very. say. Not in a bad way. Super community-oriented. Kind of did remind me of Delano a little bit. That's part of the reason I went there, about the exact same size. Um, but just very different, very simplistic. Um, and I felt a ton of community support, and I loved that. But my last two years there were definitely just a battle. Um, we had gotten a new coach my sophomore year, and the environment just wasn't great. And I was going through a lot because of that and just felt extremely drained my last two years and really was battling whether or not I should play a fifth year. I was struggling with a lot mental health wise and didn't know if it was healthy for me to continue to play the sport, even though I knew that I still loved it. So I had a ton of conversations with my family, with my AAU coaches, and just I think what made me decide to continue to play was looking in the mirror and knowing that I love this sport and don't want to look back and have a bad memory as my last memory. So I entered the transfer portal and had, I think over 40 schools contact me and was just completely overwhelmed and (laughs) didn't even know where to start. And then Coach Shin contacted me and uh, she had recruited me out of high school, so I already knew her pretty well. Obviously, St. Thomas is a beautiful campus. I know it's a great school. It's a great area. It's close to home. So there's just so many things that I felt like were fitting and then they were going to go Division One and going Division One was something that I didn't want to do in high school, but felt like I was ready now and wanted to see if I could compete at this level because I had done Division Two for four years. Um, so then the biggest thing that um, the next step for me was to figure out academically if they had something for me. I wasn't going to go to a school where I didn't feel like I was taking a step forward in my academics towards my ultimate career goal. And the master's in healthcare innovation fits my career path perfectly as I want to become a PA. And it's a one-year program, so I get to finish it while I'm here. So everything just felt like it fell into place. So it came down to St. Thomas one other D1 school and then another D2 school, and I just felt like being home was where I wanted to be. So that's what brought me here. You mentioned the mental health aspect of it, and obviously we've come light years in terms of where we are with mental health and supporting athletes. Um, Did it help when you did have the avalanche of schools come after you and say, oh, okay, there are more positive situations for you out there than just what you're dealing with at Wayne State? Yeah, absolutely. I was... um, Like I said, I was just so drained and seeing all these schools and hearing the experience of other players in these good programs was just like, okay, like this is what I want to do. This is absolutely confirmation and affirmation that people do value me. People do um, want me as more than just a basketball player and see me as more than just a basketball player. And it's so much bigger than that for me and it always has been. And I think I lost that my last two years at Wayne. So it was huge just to feel that. Um, And I was just very honest with the coaches about what I had gone through and said, if you can't give me a healthy environment where I can grow, I can't. I can't come there. I need to know what your culture is like. I need to be immersed into your culture for a day when I visit because this is something that if I don't take care of is going to snowball and become worse. 
So I played baseball through high school and then um, in college didn't make the team. And that was like a, a lost a part of my identity. But it sounds like you have always wanted a separate identity, not just Aaron Norling basketball player. Yeah, absolutely. I think that growing up, obviously, my parents were great parents and they just really encouraged me to find out who I was and stay true to that. And growing up, I've always been pretty, like I said, a strong personality, pretty confident in who I am. Um, which I think in young girls is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And I think I faced a few roadblocks in my life where people would say, oh, she's too confident or she has too strong of a personality or now we're crossing the line of now she's arrogant because I have confidence. And so I battled that. That was a huge identity crisis for me um, because am I too confident? Do I need to dial it back just because I'm a girl? Um, and then, you know, you get to college and we don't really talk about our feelings in college athletics. <laughs> and you just put your head down and if you talk about them, you're weak. And being that strong person my whole life, I had never faced a mental health battle in my life. So it was, um, I think uh, the, that was probably the second identity crisis that I faced. And thankfully, it didn't have to do with basketball. I knew that I was more than a basketball player. And that's something that my parents have spoken over me my entire life. Um, and my faith is also really important to me. So I know that I'm created in God's image and that he has so much more for me than just basketball. And so I think those two... Um, ideas were just my rocks through that even though I was facing a lot I knew I was more and getting back to that was hard but it did keep me grounded for sure you also said that you did not want to go division one correct why is that um at the time I just felt like at the division one level it is a huge commitment that not everybody talks about Mm -hmm. and the level of commitment is huge and for some people, that's great, and they love that, and I don't. I just wasn't ready for that. I loved basketball, but again, I knew that there was more than just basketball to my life, and that I don't think I would have enjoyed basketball consuming me that much. So that's why I chose not to go D1, and then I think also just as a person and a player, I probably wasn't ready for that level now that I'm in that level, and I've seen the Division Two level really isn't much different than the Division One level besides the summertime, because sure. I can't require you to be in the summer. Other than that... Pretty much everything's the exact same. So I felt like that was a good match for me. And then now that I'm older, you know, I'm almost 23 years old and I've been through it for four years. I'm kind of the vet of the team. I felt like I was ready to try it, especially being close to home because I could still keep that balance of life and basketball. Yeah. So uh, when you guys did get that first Division One win back on November 18th at South Carolina State, what was that feeling like? It was unbelievable. I mean, I've had big wins in my career. I've had big losses in my career. Um, but I think just looking at my teammates and knowing how much we had put into this, and I think what's been so cool through this whole transition is just seeing my teammates and my team and our team in general just build confidence through each other. And, you know, the first game, do we really belong at the Division One level? Can we compete here? I don't know. Can we? Like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think that there was... A lot of doubters, for sure. But just watching us grow, I mean, that first win was just our our first step towards where we are now. And that we do believe that we belong. And it was just looking even at Coach Sin and everything she's put into it, how much she loves it, and how much she loves her players. It was, it just feels like this is worth it. Like, you have long hours in the gym, and there's some days where you don't want to be there. But it's always worth it in those moments. All right. So I know that uh, you have film study uh, coming up here in a little bit. So we're going to get through the rest of this. You mentioned that you want to be a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us why you want to do that. Yeah. So my passion is people. I just love people. I love helping people, being around people. It's what I've been around my whole life. Um, 
and the healthcare field is super intriguing to me. I think it's a way that I can really connect with people while also helping people. And there's also a lot of health disparities in our nation that I would love um, to be able to address as I get into the healthcare field and really dive into those things. Um, I've always wanted to know I went into the wanted to go into the healthcare field, but PA is just something that stood out because it's not as long as medical school, but I can still really develop relationships with my patients. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to speed through some other questions here. I, I will probably ask you some follow-ups as we go through, though. Your favorite pro basketball player? That's really hard. I have three. Three. Okay. Three. Uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Um, favorite sports team? Also hard. Probably the Minnesota Vikings, though. I'm a yeah. die-hard Vikings fan. Yeah. And Le- I get heartbroken every year, <laughs> but I'm loyal. So. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, favorite sport other than basketball? Football. Yeah. If I could have played football, that's like the one sport that I say if I could have played that I would have. Would, would you have been a quarterback, receiver? For sure, receiver. Yeah. For sure, receiver. Yeah. My brother. For that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Good. Uh, best place on the St. Thomas campus? It's got to be the gym. That's where I spend most of my time. <laughs> Definitely the gym. <laughs> that's a good answer. Uh, favorite food? Because you said you were oh, a little bit of a foodie. I here. am a foodie, and that's a really hard question. Um, I'm going to go kind of broad here. I yeah. really like different kinds of ethnic foods, and my favorite is Indian food. So different really? curries and, yeah. Okay. My uncle's a missionary in India, so that's why my family eats a lot of Indian food. And nice. My favorite, yeah. So you get the authentic feel. Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of Indian food, cause, and that can be pretty spicy too, right? Yes, it can be. So was that a little bit of a shock to your Minnesota palate? Um, or have you guys always liked spicy food? I feel like I've kind of always liked spicy food, but also yeah. like when you go to restaurants, because again, we have a Minnesota palates, um, they always will, like they'll ask like, how hot do you want it? So I usually just go with medium. My dad and brothers get hot. Yeah. That's too much because then I feel like I can't taste the flavors because I'm just sweating because it's so hot. Yeah, that's fair. That is a tough balance between the spicy and, and you don't want it to hurt. Right, exactly. Like I shouldn't be crying while I'm trying to eat my food. Right. So. And you should be crying because it's so good. <laughs> exactly. Not because it hurts. Um, what are you watching on TV or streaming right now? Actually, I am watching all of the Marvel movies in chronological order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm on, what's my next one? I think it's uh, Captain America Civil War. Okay. So I'm about halfway through all of them. Right. So. Have you seen them all before? No, I have not. So I've seen most of the recent ones, like the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Um, I've seen all like the actual Avengers movies, right. um, the Spider-Mans, but I hadn't seen any of like the Iron Man or the Incredible Hulk or the Thors. Yeah. So. Uh, whose side are you on, Captain America or Iron Man in Civil War? So I don't even know the plot of Civil War. Oh. I haven't even started it yet. And okay. I don't really know why they're fighting yet. So, but I'll probably choose Captain America. Yeah. Um, well, I watched it, and I'm still not sure why they're fighting. I just okay, want perfect. them to get along. Just yeah, that's along. why I'm confused. Like, are we all on the same team here? Right. Like, aren't we the Avengers? Can't we just work this out without fisticuffs? Right. Yeah. But apparently not. Not with Iron Man. You can't. No. I mean, he's a little hard-headed. Yeah. And that's not a pun. Um, so, do you have a favorite Marvel character? Probably Spider-Man. Yeah. I also really like Thor, but I feel like they kind of ruined his character in the last Avengers movie. Yeah, he got um, a little sloppy. Yeah, and I just, I don't, I didn't like that, and then someone else would pick up, uh, okay, spoiler alert here if you've already seen, if you haven't seen this, but um, then all of a sudden Cap could pick up his hammer, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense, he's not worthy. He is worthy, though. But why is he worthy? Because he's Captain America. <laughs> but he's, he's not a god. 
No. <laughs> so that's what, like, that frustrated me. And then also Hulk wasn't angry anymore. Right. So that, the last Avengers movie, huge disappointment. Not yeah. going to lie. But Aaron, it's all about the internal, not who you are in terms of being a god or whether you're human. It's are you internally able to live up to the expectations that Molnir has? This is true. And now that I'm rewatching all these movies and I know the ending, in the first Avengers movie, I think, yes, yeah, the first Avengers movie, they're all at like Stark's party. Yeah. And they're all trying to pick up the hammer because they don't believe, like, they all think they can pick it up, of course, because testosterone right and <laughs> guilty so yeah. then um cap tries to pick it up and it moves a little bit and in the background you can see thor kind of panicking so that was definitely foreshadowing but i never noticed that until i rewatched all of them yeah so all right last one before we let you go uh what does it mean to you to be part of this transition for saint thomas it honestly means the world to me i feel blessed every morning to wake up and have this opportunity to be a part of history, but also to what I consider reset my college career. Um, like I talked about before, my mental health struggles were very deep rooted. And I think I kind of came here as a broken person. And St. Thomas has been a huge part of my healing process. And I'm surrounded by coaches and players who believe in me and love on me every single day. And I could not be happier to be ending my career here. Awesome. Aaron, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. It's great getting to chat with you and uh, best of luck the rest of this year. Thank you very much. I want to really thank Aaron for opening up about her mental health struggles and really sharing them with all of us so that we can see that this stuff does happen, that everybody at some point is going to go through something and that it's important that we don't just assume everybody's okay. Check in on your friends, check in on your family, make sure that everybody's doing okay. And also, if somebody asks you, tell them how you're feeling. Find somebody that you can open up to, and you might be surprised by who that person is. That'll do it for this edition of Tommy Talks. Until next time, roll toms.